The earliest recorded utility locators and mappers came from Australia. Aboriginal rock art has been dated to around 30,000 years ago. Australian Aboriginal peoples left artwork noting meeting places, campsites, rain, rivers, water, watering holes, mountains, windbreaks, sandhills, animal tracks, and of course, settlements. The first known underground water mains were constructed by the ancient Minoan civilization between 2200 and 1400 BC. They used rock. In the 16th century, technology had improved to wooden pipes for water mains, but the issue with those was they weren't very durable due to rotting, and they attracted bugs. So they were gradually replaced by lead pipes in the early 1800s, but those too offered challenges. Lead poisoning. Eventually, lead pipes were outlawed in most countries and replaced by cast iron. In the late 19th century, the city of New York endured a blizzard. 21 inches of snow, over 53 centimeters. The city, like most American cities at the time, had entered the era of electric illumination and the telephone. But all that snow wreaked havoc on not just the electric lighting, but wires belonging to police and fire departments, as well as burglar alarm companies. They were all draped from overhead poles. Terrified New Yorkers stayed indoors for fear of being electrocuted by a falling energized overhead line. Now, this wasn't good. So a short time later, the mayor required all overhead cables be placed underground. Society had become connected, but for safety and aesthetic reasons, we didn't want to see those connections anymore. If we're going to bury them and we're going to dig into the ground on other projects, we need to know where those utilities are. Technology for locating buried utilities goes back to the early 19th century, relying on radio frequencies. And by the Second World War, a patent was obtained for an aircraft radio detection finder called the Metalloscope, the first high-performance buried pipe and cable locating kit. As technology and mapping has progressed, we've moved into a world where buried utilities are geomapped, and for the most part, we just need to contact our local one-call service to place markings so we know where not to dig. But that communication is now changing too. One call is becoming one click in most places. Today on Stories and Strategies, it's such a simple message to click before you dig. We talk with one of the world's leading authorities on buried infrastructure and how to turn that simple message into a call to action. My name is Doug Downs. My guest this week is Mike Sullivan of Utility Safety Partners in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Hey, Mike. Hey, how are you? Good, good. Warming up in Calgary. The snow is melted. How are things? Uh, up and down like a, I can't say that. I was going to say like a toilet seat in a co-ed washroom. No, it's oh. perfect. It's a podcast. You can get away with anything. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, typical Calgary, right? We don't know what we're going to get. That's why it's called May because it may rain, it may be hot, it may be snowing, it may be anything. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> 
Mike, you're the president of Utility Safety Partners. Your experience in damage prevention goes back 30 years with the National Energy Board and Alliance Pipeline in Canada. You also have considerable experience developing emergency response management training and audit systems in a regulatory operations and consulting capacity. And you're the past president of the Canadian Common Ground Alliance. Mike, I am, yep. Just so everyone is familiar with the service that we're talking about here, you represent uh, in Alberta what in the United States is is eight one one. That's right. The various in the various states eight one one. UK and Australia. I, I, do they call it call before you dig? What's what are the terms? actually in, in Australia it was uh, it's dial before you dig. Oh. However, they are like ninety nine percent on the web, so it's kind of a interesting. Thing there, I mean, they, they, you know, the contractors will say, "Hey, have you got your dials?" And uh, they're actually everything's on the web. Well, whatever works, right? What, whatever works, what, right? Exactly. Okay. Okay. So this is you're you're the so-called one-call service in Alberta. For Alberta, we provide the same service to Saskatchewan and Manitoba. You know, we don't need bricks and mortar to do this anymore. There was a time when that was absolutely the case, not so long ago, when we needed bricks and mortar to do that. And that's just not the case anymore. Okay. Pretty simple message. And this is what I want to get into in this podcast. Just don't dig until you, you've had locate markings done, right? Call or... Yeah, pretty simple, very straightforward. You know, the especially here in Alberta, I think people are born knowing to, well, previously to call before you dig and it's now click before you dig. Um, it's It doesn't get any simpler than that. And yet we still encounter far too many damages every year by people who didn't. And when they, when they do that, they initiate a damage prevention process that really is tried and tested and true millions of times over over the decades and uh, refined and improved. And all it takes is to initiate that damage prevention process. And when it doesn't happen, you're, you're, you're really... You're messing things up for no reason whatsoever. Okay, as comms pros, first thing we do, one of the first things we do is break it down into audience here. Two key audiences. One is contractors. These are the folks yep. working, I guess, the backhoes, the the big diggers. Well, they dig for a living, right? They, they exactly. dig for they dig foundations for homes, uh, yep. big buildings, uh, all kinds of things, yep. and then homeowners. Tell me about Homeowners the, the too, statistics yeah. here. So, so who's not listening to the message, and what what are the stats showing? Well, let's let's be really clear. The um, you know contractors they get a bad rep because they think oh they're all a bunch of cowboys. They don't do what they're supposed to do, and that's not the case at all. Contractors, these are professional workers. This is what they do for a living. They dig for a living. Do accidents happen? Do mishaps happen? Yes, they do. Unfortunately. Um, but because they dig so much, it looks like they're the, the cause of all the damages. And from a, per, from a percentage perspective, really, they're, they're really doing very well. They are our partners in safety. And uh, the homeowners, they may dig once every 10 years, maybe once in a lifetime. And do they know to request a locate despite you know, the, the advertising we do? Uh, we spend about three hundred fifty to four hundred thousand dollars a year on radio and other advertising alone across the province, and that's just us. Now, many of our members also promote damage prevention and click before you dig, and uh, because they're mandated to by their regulator. So, despite all of that. We still see damages every year. What were the stats? I, th- I think you, you've told me contractors are up in that high 90% rate. 
range, and, and I don't remember the stat for, for the homeowner segment. Oh, in terms of online re- locate requests? That's right, yeah. Yeah, so our contractors and our members, so those are the actual owners of the bird utilities that have registered their location with us, contractors and members are roughly 98 to 99% of all locate requests are on the web. And that is phenomenal. I can't thank them enough. And by doing that, they're actually improving the odds uh, to reduce damages because we've already proven that locate requests on the web are superior to those that are made by phone. And the reason is very simple. Nobody knows better where they're digging than the person digging. So if they can go online and actually show you and plot it out on a map, I'm digging here, then there's no interpretation whatsoever. Was that a street? Was that an avenue? You know, did I tell the the agent the right thing? We see that it happens. Homeowners, they're about anywhere between 40 and 55% of their locate requests online. And again, because that call before you dig message that is embedded in the the vernacular, right? We've grown up hearing that. And roughly, you know, less than 10 years ago, we changed that to click before you dig. And it's taken time uh, for to to have that embedded in the safety language across the province or even across the country. Okay, so the call to action here has changed, um, at least in Alberta. And I'll ask you about other jurisdictions. It's changed from call before you dig, which you still can. It's just as yes. you as you explained, it's not as functional, and the 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 percentage of of accurate locates uh, is impacted by that. And you've changed it to click, and you now you're in the process of trying to communicate that change in call to action. Uh, you mm-hmm. mentioned radio ads. What are some of the other ways you've tried to uh, communicate that change in the call to action to click before, other than call? Well, social media has been a fantastic vehicle for us. Uh, people who are online are on social media, so once you have them there, you want to keep them there. And uh, we've had great success expanding our for example our twitter base uh on with within alberta we have over 2600 followers on twitter which is may not sound like a lot if you're you know uh, if you're justin bieber with millions and all that but that's right for a safety organization that is impressive when i look at alberta and we have a population of four and a half million people here and uh, with 2,600 followers, that's, that's good. When I look at, for, for example, the Common Ground Alliance in the United States with a base of 375 million people and they have less followers than we do. We're just about the same now. They're getting close to us. So that tells me that we've done a really good job advancing that. How we did that wasn't by accident either. Uh, we we did a big campaigns to bring people online, to request their locates online. For example, we had a campaign early on to win an iPad mini. Every month we had a draw. Everybody who submitted a locate request online, their name or their number got put into a draw for an iPad mini, had a random uh, number generator, and we had a winner. And that really created that bit of a buzz. We would post that on social media. It kept going that way. And then we worked with the the Edmonton Football Club, and the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, that was a big boost. These are the lo- local Canadian That's right. football Yeah, the CFL Canadian Football right. League. Because the demographics of the, of the person excavating was very similar to the fan base. And uh, whether it was you know, homeowners or contractors, 
it resonated. The time of the year was perfect. And um, when we did that, we saw our our followers increase and we saw the online locate request percentage increase. And uh, it, it's, again, been a really good scenario for us. But for sure, social media. And then you have to back that up with um, a, a website that works. You know, you have to be, it has to be intuitive. It has to work. Uh, our newsletter, electronic newsletter, is uh, uh, published at, on every month. And uh, over 70,000 recipients get that newsletter. And it's, again, repeating a lot of the same message, but maybe a little bit of a deeper dive into the, the, uh, the backroom efforts, if you will, for, for damage prevention. It's a, it's a very broad spectrum. It's not just, you know, you click before you dig, you process a locate request, you notify, and they, they locate, and away you go. There's so much more beyond that. The data functions, the, uh, the regulatory aspect, the best practices, the standard development. There's so much to, be, to look into that keeps improving over time. And finally, the boots on the ground. We have three uh, safety ambassadors in the province, and we aim to have more. And these guys, um, they are rolling billboards in a sense, uh, uh, you know, that has a knowledgeable person behind the wheel meeting with do-it-yourself stores, um, contractors, the digging community, uh, schools, promoting the click before you dig, where's the line, look up and live uh, message. And uh, that has been very successful. And each ambassador, safety ambassador, they have their own um, social media presence. So beyond the followers we have, they each have their own as well. That's great. And you're exploring, you have your own podcast. You have our own podcast, exactly. Yeah, uh, Prairie Podcast. And you advertise on, on scoreboards at big sporting events, mm-hmm. things like that. Yep. You have to be out there in a variety of mediums. Uh, you know, many, many years ago, it was billboards and uh, newsprint. Well, newsprint is all but dead. It's on its last gasps. gasps. And um, billboards are great, but you're probably getting the same traffic every day. The majority of the traffic driving by is the same people. Um, whereas social media, uh, you can geofence, you can target, uh, you can work with others like we did with the, the football, CFL football clubs. Um, th- there's so much you can do. And, you know, I, I need people to help me design that because I just, I can't understand all. I know what I want it to do and I know what can do it, but I don't know how to make it happen. podcasting. Now there's an idea. You listen to podcasts. Maybe a podcast is right for you or one of your clients. Stories and Strategies is a full podcast production company with clients in Canada as well as the United States, Great Britain, and Australia. If you want to chat, send me an email, doug at storiesandstrategies.ca, and we'll set up that chat. Let's talk podcasts. So you have this one key message, uh, this one key call to action. You've diversified to provide other messages that um, help embellish or, or, or broaden it out. You travel to conferences globally for the same topic. Uh, tell me about the ideas you've heard from Australians, from uh, folks in the UK, from Americans, um, elsewhere in, in Asia. 
Uh, what what are the ideas that are coming? Well, it's interesting, you know. Very proud to be to have the, had the opportunity to represent not only Alberta but Canada uh, globally, um, as you said, and I've had that opportunity. Uh, it's a very honorable and humbling thing to do, um, and for the I think Canada is is a leader. Um, you know, we many years ago we saw the value of the 811 brand and it was desired to bring that into Canada. We tried, it was already allocated, that three digit dialing was already allocated, so we moved to the to the web and it was the best thing that could have ever happened to us. You know, we, we really leaped ahead. Um, but when I go to other locations, you know, the our my I have two ears and I, those are open and I only one mouth, so I keep that closed as much as I can, but because I want to hear what's going on. And for the most part, I would say we are in a very good position in Canada, neck and neck with uh, global advancements in technology and uh, in uh, practice. Um, And the people that we work with across Canada here are well recognized internationally. We, the software company that, uh, the one call software that we use, the notification center software we use, is from Australia, an Australian company, Pelican Corp. Um, we've been very lucky to to work with them, and we were the first province among Western Canada's. We had uh, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, BC. We implemented that software uh, in parallel, in one software, one system, one approach for Western Canada, and it was a game changer for every province. It truly was, and. Uh, Again, these these are global partners in safety doing one thing for one purpose, and that's to keep people safe. So you have an opportunity here. Your message is, you know, contact us um, before you dig. You have an opportunity here to showcase the fear message. You know, if you don't contact us, you might die. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah okay, no, I... okay, your laughter answers the question, actually. Does that message yeah, work? I, it's it, it used to, it used to be a message that we saw a lot um, back when I was working with the National Energy Board. Uh, there were pipeline companies that that's the message they promoted. You know that it was you know you could the, here's the fire and brimstone here's the burning equipment and what seemed to be telling people that pipelines were dangerous uh, they explode well. That's not the message you want to you want to tell people because they don't. The pipelines are the safest mode of transporting hydrocarbons across vast distances, and the likelihood of uh, damage is virtually zero uh, if you follow the simple rules put in place to protect you. And the industry, the pipeline company, or the distribution gas or telecom electricity, they do all the heavy lifting. All you have to do is make that locate request and they will walk you through the process, even if you have to be there or not, to keep you safe. So when the simple trigger, the simple initiation, initiating call or click to make that process happen, um, these things don't, you know, we, you don't have fire and brimstone. You don't have that kind of thing. When they do happen, absolutely, it's catastrophic. It's, it hits the news but when's the last time you saw that? You know, it just doesn't happen that often. And the vast majority of the time when it does happen, 
is because there was uh, there either was no locate request or there was an error somewhere along the line, which is very, very rare. Okay, last question. There are holes dug without uh, contacts made in advance for locate. Contractors, small, very small percentage, contractors, homeowners, uh, agricultural, uh, so, so farmers, agricultural operations. When someone doesn't contact their one call service in advance and then digs a hole, is it, I didn't know I was supposed to, which I find hard to believe, or I thought I could get away with it this time? Which of the two? It's probably the latter. Um, you know, the you hear someone say, well, I, I know where that buried utility is. I was here when they put it in the ground. And then they proceed to, to hit it. Um, it's probably the latter more than more often than not. Not knowing is, is in this province in Western Canada really, or virtually anywhere now, but is, uh, it's just not going to cut it. It's not going to fly. Now, we don't have legislation in this province that is comprehensive that says, if you're going to dig, you must request a locate. And if you own buried utilities, you must have them registered so they can be found through a locate request. And we're working on that now. You know, 40 years after launching Alberta One Call, we're still without that legislation. So there is that, that element that, well, if I request a locate, am I going to get everything? Because not everybody's a member. Again, that doesn't cut it. Because as the person digging, you own that excavation. If you weren't digging, you would not have hit it. So you are responsible to do that. Just as I believe the utility owners are responsible, if they put something in the ground, they need to protect it. They need to register with us. Absolutely. It's, that's kind of stunning. Um, they can put a man on the moon, but they can't request it. <laughs> and what's it, one, one click costs you nothing? What's the slogan? You've actually come yeah, up with Yeah, one click too. costs you nothing and not clicking could cost you everything. And it, you know, I can't underline that enough. It is the truth. It costs nothing to request a locate. And if it's not the, the safety danger message, what is the actual cost to society uh, from people hitting hitting buried utilities? Well, that's that's a really interesting question. The, society, the societal costs relative to damage are across Canada over one billion dollars, or the B, a billion dollars um, every year. Every year. And what happens is when you look at it, if you have damage, then there's evacuations, there's loss of business, there's loss of revenue, there's loss of banking, there's loss of uh, communication, could be loss of 911 services. Uh, the community of Grand Cash a couple of years ago was absolutely completely cut off when uh, somebody damaged the fiber optic. And uh, People could not get gas for their cars. They could not communicate. So the the societal cost is absolutely stunning. It's very often, most of the time, nobody's injured or nobody's killed. Um, but there is always, always, always a societal cost. Mike, thanks for your time today. Thanks for having me. If you'd like to send a message to my guest, Mike Sullivan, you can actually email him directly at info at utilitysafety.ca. Stories and Strategies is a co-production of JGR Communications and Stories and Strategies podcasts. We're hoping, just one call to action here, we're hoping that you will leave a rating 
for this podcast, click click five star. And if it was, eh, if the host was maybe a little off, click four star. You can do something like that. We'd love it if you connected with us on Twitter. It's at stories underscore strats. We're also on Instagram under the company title. More than anything else, if you like this episode, would you do us a favor? Tell just one friend. Thanks for listening.